today's message is uh, uh, titled Thankful Heart. And I got a few passages that I want us to go through. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. And Paul says, I have not stopped giving thanks uh, for you. Ephesians uh, 1, verse 16. And then Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. Always, you know, always. Uh, Ephesians 5, 19. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, uh, can you turn that off? <laughs> it says, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request God, you know. Uh, last Sunday, uh, I gave a message about depending on the Lord, and I got so excited giving that message. I said that if you depend on the Lord, there will be breakthrough, there will be blessing, and there will be so many wonderful things happening that God will do for us. And I was very uh, excited, you know, uh, this whole week. And uh, uh, but you know, I just want to be honest. You know, I've been going through some tough time this week. Some tough time this week. You know, my wife and I, uh, 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 which uh, we're depending on the Lord to sell our home in Central Jersey. And this last couple of months, we've been, I've been, you know, fixing the house with my realtor and going back and forth and praying. And and what happened was we needed to uh, 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 get a permit to be able to sell the house. And and so last week uh, we had four inspector come in one day. Uh, to look at the house, right? And before it came, you know, I had this confidence. Oh, it's gonna pass. Everything's gonna be okay. You know, uh, uh, the Lord. I'm depending on the Lord. Okay, I'm depending on the Lord. And I trusted. I believe. I proclaimed. And then, you know, the inspector came. The first one, you know, passed. Oh, yes, I knew it, God. You know, you're there. You know, you were with me. And 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 there's gonna be breakthrough. Second one came, failed. Third one came, failed. Fourth one came and failed. You know, the inspectors said that we failed. And so, you know, my confidence just <laughs> and, 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 and I'm, just, I'm sitting in the empty house, you know, I was a little confused, you know, a little depressed and a little shaken. And so I prayed, you know, I prayed. And there was this conviction uh, uh, from the Lord, just offer up Thanksgiving. Just give Thanksgiving. So I'm in the house alone and look, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And I couldn't think of something because I was a little depressed. You know, but I, I started to press in in Thanksgiving. And, 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 and what happened was I felt this peace of God that came over me. And it gave me strength, you know, uh, to look for different solutions to fix the problem. And, you know, uh, before I, I offered Thanksgiving, I was kind of like, walk around the land, poor me. But as I gave thanksgiving, I, I felt this strength come from the Lord. I felt this peace come from the Lord. And I started to think of different solutions, and I was able to move forward. Uh, and at the end of the day, I was able to fix the problems and, uh, that the inspectors mentioned, and call the township, and then schedule another inspection. 
And the reason that we, you know, I had to really, was we were on a timeline. Somebody wanted to move in into our house you know, two days later. And, and there was this pressure. And then, you know, I'm feeling better again. Then my wife calls, right? My wife calls and says, Sam, the buyer changed her mind. She doesn't want to buy the house anymore. And, and so I got a little confused again. I got a little depressed, you know. But the, and then I got the same conviction. You know, start just thanking God, right? and so so uh, then I start doing it again. I start to just thank the Lord for everything, you know, just different things that's in my life. And once again, there is peace that transcends all understanding. Start to come in our heart. You know, Apostle Paul wrote this passage. You know, that we see thankfulness for Apostle Paul did not depend on the circumstances. His thankfulness did not go up with the circumstances, it did not go down with the circumstances. But his thankfulness came from his heart. It came flowing out of his heart. You know? A lot of us were thankful when there's provision, when there's breakthrough, when there's miracles happening. But Paul was thankful when bad things happened. It was because Paul had a thankful heart. Paul says, I have not stopped giving thanks. Always give thanks for everything. Give thanks in all circumstances, in every situation. Pray and give thanks. Paul, Paul wrote this in the midst of where there's breakthroughs and miracles, people coming to the Lord, and in the midst of severe trials. When he told the church of Philippi, in every situation, pray and give thanks. He was in prison. People forgot about him. There were people trying to hurt him. Uh, you know, I want to talk about passion, you know, uh, the way we uh, uh, see what passion is. Christians ask one another, what is your passion, right? We, you know, we always ask one another, what is your passion? In America, we attach passion with doing something for God. You know, an occupation, work, position, a goal, a destiny, or a purpose. Example, my passion is to sing for God. My passion is to write worship songs. My passion is to go to Africa for mission. My passion is to uh, uh, help the poor, be a church planter, make an impact in Hollywood, be a doctor and work in the inner city. Uh, but here's the problem with that kind of passion. You know, when I was young, I had no idea what I was supposed to do, you know. There were many seasons throughout my life I was clueless of what I was supposed to do, what my next step should be. I'm just being honest, okay, I'm <laughs> just being honest. Even now, you know, some, some of the things that uh, happened, I don't know what to do. I really don't, you know. I, I know how to act like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> You know, but I have no idea sometimes. Some of you, some of you come up to me with problems, and I just go, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I have no idea. You know, when I first became Christian, you know, I read a book of, of from Jim about Jim Elliot, and I had this passion. You know, I thought it was a calling. I said, I told everybody, all my friends, all the Christian friends, I want to be a pilot. You know, I want to be a pilot, you know, taking missionaries to uh, jungles and stuff like that. You know, 
And, and, and then my eyes became bad, and so, you know, I couldn't be a pilot anymore. When I was in pharmacy school, I thought, okay, I'm in pharmacy school, I'm going to do well in school, right? And I'm, and I'm going to do really well, and then I'm going to go to medical school, and I'm going to be a doctor that will help the people in the inner city. That's my passion. And then uh, I took my first uh, uh, biochem exam. And the uh, result came back, and I know I'm not going to be a doctor. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to be a doctor now. Yeah. There was a time I thought that I should, that I thought I should be a high school teacher, help the next generation, raise them up, you know, for the next generation. And that didn't work out. So, you know, a psychologist. He said I love me when I was like, a psychologist. There wasn't even a season I wanted to be. You know, uh, I, I'll say. Honestly, when I was in college, you know, nothing was working out. I go, architect, you know, SSL, you know. I said, I want to, maybe I could design buildings for the Lord. That <laughs> I was thinking, you know. Uh, but the problem with that kind of passion is that it's not consistent. It's not consistent. You know, I believe biblical passion, it is someone who positions their heart in relationship to God at all times in all circumstances. To have a desire to write a song for the Lord, that's great, but say it never happened. You can still, still be connected to the Lord. You can still have a thankful heart. You want to be a doctor for Christ and set up clinics and in your city, but you, you, know, you apply to 20 medical school and you got rejected by 20 medical school. But you can still be connected to the Lord. You can still be thankful. You want to preach for Christ, and you do it, and then you get totally rejected. You can still be connected to the Lord, and you can still be thankful. You can have no idea what you're supposed to do. You know, you know how to talk, talk to people about what sounds good. But if you really search your heart, you go, I have no idea. You can still be thankful. Passionate disciple does, you know, that doesn't depend on this desire fulfilled in the future. It's not dependent on how we feel today. It's not focused on chasing a dream. It's not focused on fulfilling a dream. When I was younger, I had pastor friend, and people people who wanted to go into ministry and they said my passion is to be a pastor that's my calling and they became pastors many of my friends but they were they're going they went through a lot of hardship and, and criticism and dryness in their life spiritual dryness some fell away some burned out some became bitter some became angry some committed adultery and they had fulfilled the dream of becoming a pastor, but today, some of them, I would not call them a passionate disciple. They have reached the goal of being a pastor, but they have lost their passion. You know, so I want you to say this to your neighbor. Let thankfulness be your passion. Say that to your See, then passion is more than reaching a goal, more than fulfilling a dream. 
Thankfulness is a better way to stay continuously passionate. The Bible says about thankfulness, one thing you need to be, is something that you need to be consistent, constant, and continuous. Don't stop being thankful. Always give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. And it says, this is God's will. This is God's will. A, a, a passionate disciple focused on the activity that agree with what is always true. What is always true. Thankfulness acknowledges just the truth, no matter what we feel or perceive. When you are thankful, you agree with the truth, some truth. Our lives are a gift from the Lord. The Lord is, has a bigger dream for us than our own dream. We have the gift of eternal life. I was telling the teacher, we just won the lotto here. We got the lotto. We have eternal life. God is sovereign over all things. God is extravagantly generous. Look at this truth. God will complete the work he is doing in us. But I receive that truth. I'm, I'm so thankful right now. Day to day, you know, I know, if I look at my life, I But then this truth. He will complete the work that He is doing in us. The Lord is with us. I don't know if you heard me. The Lord is with you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. But I realized this week what God was teaching me. When I'm thankful, it fulfills God's purpose for my life. I remember coming home and, and God had this, this peace, you know, and you know, come home, you know. If you don't, if you're not thankful, then I, you know, this is what will probably happen. You know, you're upset, you're depressed, you're angry, you come home, you get into a fight with your wife, and then you you know, your kids and, and you just keep going deeper and deeper into darkness. Romans 1, okay, verse 18 to 21. Romans 1, verse 18 to 21. Verse 18 it says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven, from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of man who suppress the truth. It says when there's godlessness and when there's wickedness, truth is suppressed. That's what's suppressing the truth. But I want to show you thank, thankfulness does the opposite. It acknowledges the truth. Verse 19 to 20, if you read it, it says that, what it says, if you read it, it says that knowing God is easy. Did you know that? It's pretty easy, knowing God. Uh, uh, if you go to verse 19 and 20, it's actually the most obvious thing in the world, knowing God. What is, but, you know, but what is the best way to know God? How do we know the truth? Verse 21. Verse 21. 
says, for although they knew God, they needed to glorify Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish heart were darkened. Okay. What this passage says, without the response of thankfulness, the Bible says their thought became futile, and their heart were darkened. They did not give thanks to Him. So their thinking became futile, and their heart were darkened. When they failed to have gratitude in their heart, their life became purposeless. Without thankfulness, our thinking is cut off uh, from our purpose in God. You know, we think thankfulness is just, ah, oh, God's up there, and yeah, he just, he's all this, you know, glory and praise, you know, thank you, God. No, 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 no. It, it protects our heart from evil. It protects our heart from going deeper into darkness. This gratitude, this thankfulness. If you have a child that's not thankful, you got a monster. You're awesome. No, serious. If you have a child that doesn't know how to be thankful, everything they feel like is entitled. They're entitled for it. It's very dangerous. And, 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 and when, when we don't respond in thankfulness, we will make choices that's, that are outside of God's intention for our life. When we cease to be thankful, we can't be moved by the love and affection of God. Uh, did you ever see somebody who don't have any thankfulness? You try to love them, they push you away. Uh, they can't receive the love. So we cannot respond to his invitation for relationship. Ultimately, at least the Bible says, all kinds of sin, our identity becomes degraded. It breaks relationship. Without thankfulness, it continues down this dark path. And with thankfulness, this is very important. That's why we need that. That's why Be continuously be thankful. Don't forget to be thankful. Because if you're going down this dark path, when you're not thankful, you, you go down deeper. But once you start to be thankful, it's like a break. It stops. And you can turn around. Uh, 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 you know, sometimes you say, well, you know, this is so bad, it can't get any worse. If you lose thankfulness, it could get worse. Without a thankful heart, it could be an endless pit. You know, there was many times when I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Many times I wanted to give up. Many times I couldn't hear from God. Many times I was confused. The answer wasn't more information. You know, this is an information society. We think, we think every problem could be solved with more information. It can't be solved even with prophetic words sometimes. Or more money. We think money is the solution to everything. Honestly, I did a lot of missions overseas. And misuse of money is ruining missions. I'm just being honest. It's ruining missions. It's supposed to be a resource. But when we think that's the answer to missions, not incarnated love, that what 
Jesus shows us, and we think money's the answer to mission. It ruins missions. You know, but what I would do, and what I'm convicted to do, and what I'm challenging you to do, is to start offering Thanksgiving. To continue to offer Thanksgiving. Don't stop offering Thanksgiving. Over and over again, offer Thanksgiving. And then you're going to see the Lord move. Do something supernatural. Change the circumstances. Will give you power, anointing. Thankfulness is very powerful. Look at First Timothy chapter four, verse three to five. See, I'm going to give you the kind of the context uh, to this passage. The early church struggled with issues of eating food offered to idols. It was, it was happening everywhere. So believers believed this food was defiled. It's defiled. Think about it. There's this food, you know. And it was first offered to idols, and then what they do is, you know, this cattle they slaughtered was offered to idols, and then they would sell this meat to the market, and they would sell this meat to the restaurant, and the Christians would go and eat and buy this meat that was offered to idols. And so, you know, there were teachers that used to use this issue to bring a lot of confusion and division to the church. Paul, how does he address this problem? He doesn't address the false teaching, but, but teaches on the power of thanksgiving. Verse 3, they forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from, to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who knows the truth. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received, there's a condition, with thanksgiving. Because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. What Paul is saying is, this is tremendous. He's saying thanksgiving, sanctify that food that was offered to idols, that was offered to demonic spirit. That unclean food that instead of going through ritual and cleansing, you know, it says, hey, if you have a thankful heart, okay, then you're focusing on what God is doing. When you have a thankful heart, okay, that food that you eat, you're not focusing on demonic activities, but on the truth. And when you do that, that food is clean. It's clean. Thanksgiving changes the very nature of the food to something holy. Wow. Everybody say wow. Wow. <laughs> there is power in Thanksgiving. Uh, and, and, you know, Thanksgiving helps you to know the will of God. If you don't know the will of God, some of the young people, you know, I don't know if God wants to be to pick this job, be a doctor, or this, or that, you know. But start being thankful. You know, it says that is the will of God. That's a very clear will of God. You need to, if you want to know the will of God for a different decision you have to make, you have to start obeying the clear 
will God first. A clear will of God. It is, it is, uh, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will. When you're thankful, it reveals the truth when there are lies all around you. You know, that's one of the best ways to discern the truth. Some of us, we go into confusing situation. You know, I was in this confusing situation. They asked me to help out this one church that's going through severe conflict last week. Uh, I'm hearing from one, one person this, I'm hearing from another person this, I go, oh. So I said, God, first I thank you for this church. I thank you for this pastor. I thank you for the this elders. I thank you for the congregation member. And I thank you for what you have done in the past in this church. And I started doing that. I started to discern what's the truth and what's the lies. I started to hear the voice of God. The voice of people around me starts to be silent. Just by being thankful. It cleanses what is unclean. You know, some of us, the way we handle uncleanness is you beat yourself up. I don't know how that helps. I don't really know. You know, the devil has, you know, is crushing you, so you I said, the solution is crush myself more. <laughs> that will make you better. <laughs> I, I, it just, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Huh? You know, somebody kicks you, okay? So to make it better, I'll kick myself then, <laughs> you know? I, I don't know how that makes it better. But what happens is, when you start to be thankful, thank you, God, that you died for me. Thank you, God. Because of you, I have forgiveness. Thank you, God, that you haven't given up on me. Thank you, God, that you complete the work that you're doing in me. See what thankfulness does? It cleanses you. It cleanses you. When you're thankful, it says in the Bible, says, do not be anxious about anything. How many of you, you don't know, need to raise your hand. I think each one of us has something that causes anxiety. You know, uh, but do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. You know, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart. In Christ Jesus. Well, that's his promise. We think being more anxious is going to make us, it's going to change the circumstances. No, we'll go deeper. Right? Listening to the lies, no, that's not going to help. Right? Start being thankful. Start praying and being thankful. And the peace of God will come. Thankfulness changes circumstances. How many of you, like, you know, you think becoming angry changes the circumstances? You know, become, yeah, it changes the circumstances for worse. <laughs> for worse. You know, in marriage, uh, how many of you, well, you go, I know, this is how you think. I don't know how this is going to work, if you know, but we think this way about marriage.
Why did I marry her? No. Big mistake. If I could turn the clock back, I would tell the young me, no! Why did I do that? Well, how does that kind of thinking help you? You know, how does that help you? Let's start growing. Don't worry. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my child, for my children. Start off being on Thanksgiving. And you go, no, it's not that. She's not that. Oh man, I should have done that. It was, that part was my fault. And as that happens, what happens is your marriage will change. Your children will change. You know, if you are disappointed in your children, they change for the worse. When you're thankful about your child, you see that problem. If you're just scared about it, different things for your child, guess what happens? They become scared. When you're thankful for your child, you see them glow in the Lord. Amen? Amen. You know, our situation about selling the house, my, my wife and I, you know, I was asking for myself, yeah, I mean, we don't, yeah, I, I don't have any answer. You know, I'm sorry, I don't know what to do. You know, no answer here. You know, and what's the best thing for me to do? You know, become anxious. You know, if I became anxious, you know, how's it gonna help? There's no way I would I could prepare this message if I was just anxious. How's it gonna help the church? Worry, become bitter, become hopeless, lose faith, or huh? It's very simple, and to me it's now simple. Or I could do all this thing, and I could just be thankful. I said, be thankful. I choose to be thankful. Here you go. Some of you are going through a difficult situation. Some of you are in debt. You know. Some of you, you know, uh, lost your job, and, you know, and you're looking for a job. Some of you are working but can't keep up with the work. You feel worn out. You know, there's marriage conflict. You feel overwhelmed by regret, shame, guilt, insecurity, loneliness, grief, anger, resentment, bitterness, worries. How are you going to respond? That's my challenge to you. How are you going to respond? challenge this week. Respond with Thanksgiving. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, let's worship